Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Let's go. What's up, yes. Seeking What's up, Seeking Knowledge family, podcast family? How y'all doing? It's the host of this wonderful podcast, Seeking Knowledge, which is me. And today I have this guest on, Miss um, Tanya Davis. Um, I met her on the Owl app, and she's going to come on and share why you should do what's best for you. But before I just start mumbling and jumbling on, I'm just going to be quiet and let my guest introduce herself. How you doing today, Miss Davis? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Mr. Brewster? I'm great, man. Having political work all day, but I'm here. I'm great. I'm feeling good. Excellent. You're getting things done. I like it. <laughs> I got to. Because I think some politics is something I'm going to take go into full time. So that's why I um, give all my time to it. And I want to be the change. I'm going to be the change I want to see. So I enjoy um, doing political work. And that's the best way to do it, to get in there, make the change yourself, be the change. That That is absolutely the way that you're going to make it happen. So congratulations on your new journey. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. So we discussed oh, through Facebook and I believe on the Our app, you got a, you, um, I believe you co-author of a book titled Rattle. Rattled Awake. Yeah. So it's an anthology and it's Rattled Awake Volume Four. So I am in the fourth um, uh, issue, but what the whole series is about is what moment in the last five years rattled you awake and caused you basically to change the trajectory of your life. And so in the book, I contribute a chapter. So I co-author, but I contribute the chapter talking about my journey in finding myself and knowing when I needed to step away from things so that I could take care of my health. So there's a huge journey behind that, but that's what my chapter is about. Oh, I love it. Cause that's why I titled this do what's best. Yes. Do what's best. And I tell the people, I tell a lot of people this like help this well. Y'all want to be entrepreneurs, y'all want to be podcasts, y'all want to be authors, artists, rappers, but y'all don't want to take care of y'all health. How y'all think I'm going to be able to walk through all these doors if y'all don't take care of y'all health? So I'm glad you did what's best for you and you walked away from a, a, a non-profit, I believe you told me, and you took care of your health. So you want to um, elaborate on your chapter and I share sure a little bit about Tanya Davis. Whoop, whoop. And hoot, hoot for uh, the Owl app for bringing us together, huh? Say, hoot, hoot for the Owl app. Let's go. <laughs> hoot, hoot. All right. Um, so basically nine years ago, well, 10 years ago now, because I've been retired for a year, I started working with, and, and at that point, it wasn't even a nonprofit. We were a grassroots organization. There were two of us uh, that were working, but everything else was done by volunteer. And so when I started, they basically said, here, go forth and job shadow. <laughs> and like I created um, a whole program, a whole job shadowing program. Someone had been volunteering and had had done it before, but it had been like a year. So it was basically starting over from scratch. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And so um, from that, I was connecting students. They would give me an idea of something that they thought they were interested in, and I would get them a personal experience because personal experience is what's going to tell you if something is right for you. I agree with you. Can I just let around this? I just want to say this. I tell people I learn best when you've been through it. You can't, okay. I don't know what, don't get me wrong, when you read something, that's good, but if you ain't got no hands-on experience, I'm not going to relate to you, and that's just, that's just a personal, uh, that's just my personal opinion. Well, and it's so true, um, because a lot of times we have a preconceived notion of what something is, even if we read about it, but once you get into it and you see what it's really like, you know, sometimes it would confirm their decision and they would get information on pathways and education that they needed. And then other times it would be like, I don't want to do that. And I would say, fantastic. And they would kind of look at me. They would look at me like, really? And I would say, yeah, because now we can figure out what you do want to do and you're not wasting time, money, and energy on something that's not for you. And so, mm-hmm. you it, but that used to be my problem. I used to do what everybody else wanted me to do, and I wasn't doing nothing the market wanted to do. So I changed all that. I started doing what I need to do and stopped doing what everybody else think I should do. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's when we're happiest, right? We're happiest when we're following our own passions in doing what we love. And so that was the foundation of the program that I started. And then we had another project, a problem scenario project, but those were really the only two projects when I came on. I worked out of my car market. We didn't have an office. There was no office. I worked out of coffee shops McDonald's, you know, wherever I could get Wi-Fi, that's where I worked out of. Starbucks for a little bit too. I understand it because look, I can relate to that too. Because it was a time when I was houseless, I was homeless, wow. and I, my I was in my car, so I had to do a lot of work from my car. I used to take my phone, my laptop, pull up at a um a truck stop where I can get Wi-Fi, and I'm tapping in, and it just goes to say. No matter how my situation was, I still put the time and effort towards my career, uh, towards my dream. And I did what's best for me. And I'm continuing to do what's best for me. Exactly. Yeah. And look where you are now, right? Because you put the time and the effort into it. And I always say you're going to get out of something what you put into it. I agree with you so much. Oh, I'm glad we on here talking about this. Because <laughs> you don't need to hear this. Y'all got to hear this. <laughs> So kind of moving forward, fast forwarding, you know, nine years later, we go from me working out of my car to us having a not only office space, but a business incubator. We had businesses that were startup businesses and they would work with our students. That, that's what made our business incubator unique is they had to interact with the students, whether it be speaking, job shadowing, internships, events, whatever. So we had the business incubator. We also had a maker space and that's a place where the community can come and learn to make hands-on stuff. So we had 3D printers, laser cutters, a fully functioning wood shop. I mean, it was off the chain. It was amazing. But I feel like they need to go ahead. Go ahead. No, I feel, I feel like they need to have more programs like that where kids get hands-on like mm-hmm. learn how to pick up a trade or welding or learn how to be do HVAC, teach them how to pick up a trade instead of a pistol. And I'm just being real. 
No, it's true. And I would, I would tell students, you know, I have a master's degree. You can make a lot more money doing HVAC or being an electrician or a welder than I would ever see with my master's degree. You know, what I did was a calling. I, I had, I have a master's in counseling and I left the counseling field because I wanted to help people. I didn't want to be, <laughs> I didn't want all of the red tape. I just wanted to help people. And so I didn't want to deal with insurances and, and all of that type of thing. And so, you know, you do it because you love it. And if you have an affinity to be hands-on, we need people like that. Cause I can't hardly find an electrician. I don't know about you. But it's hard to get an electrician, and they're good jobs. You can make a lot of money. I do agree, because like some electricians, and I'm going to be real, you got some electricians that come around just to mess some up just so they can come back and charge you extra money. I know how the game go. Well, and that's why you have to find people that you can trust, right? And so if you you are trustworthy and you build that reputation, you can have a, a business of your own and, and do really well. So, you know, we were at, at the height of what I was doing before the pandemic hit, and the pandemic is going to play a huge part in this. But at peak time, I would do 300 job shadowing placements a year, and that was only one program. That was not... Uh, counting the family career day that we did that I spearheaded and would recruit um, businesses. I helped students. We did a Discover Day series that were tied to specific areas that we knew there was a lot of interest. Like our first one was Engineering Day. We did that for several years and it went so well. We spread out to Law Enforcement Day, Mental Health Day, Health Day, um, all of these things, accounting day, um, they just started accounting day before, right after I left. So that was amazing. But so in doing all of these things, I would end up on blood pressure medication because my blood pressure would shoot up to 155 over 95 during our peak programming time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can relate. Mm -hmm. which is not good for your health. And I also have an autoimmune disorder on top of that. And so I was pushing, 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 and it was just my life. It was what I did. You know, my, my kiddo had activities. I was being there for him, trying to be there for the family and was pushing myself so hard that by the end of the day, I couldn't function and would wake up barely and couldn't really function then, but I would just push myself. And then the pandemic happened. And when the world stopped and I stopped, I learned that I didn't have to be in pain and I didn't have to be utterly exhausted all the time. So that was kind of the moment that changed my life. Oh, I can see. I can relate to um, having high blood pressure because like, I just got a checkup. I'm healthy. I got a checkup. Everything checked out. High blood pressure went down. But. When I had high blood pressure, they gave me some medicine. It, it used to, I don't know the name of it, but it used to shoot my um, blood pressure so up that I'd be lightheaded, dizzy, seeing spots. I was mm -hmm. like, ooh, I don't know how to deal with this and this medicine. So I, I um, met an um, a, a herbalist, a holistic healer, and told me to uh, drink stove top tea. I say tea, you got to, um, I say stove top tea, when you put a tea bag all of it, then you got to, um, that it's steep. I don't. Know. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Yeah. But I started drinking tea with celery seed in it for like a month straight. And when I say I ain't had high blood pressure ever since, but I I can relate to you when you're doing so much. You doing this. You doing that. 
you just doing so much for everybody else, but you're not really checking in on your health. You're not really taking checking in on yourself. You may trying to make sure everybody else around you is cool, but at the same time, you you don't want suffering. Exactly, and suffering to the point that I didn't feel like I was doing anything well. Um, you know, I felt stretched so so thin, and when I would, when work, when the workload would slow down, my blood pressure would come down. And so that told me that it was situational. It wasn't hereditary. So that was telling me, this is what the stress is doing to your body. And so we stopped with the pandemic. I still provided programming, but I was working from home. I could rest when I needed to, you know, I wasn't on my feet for all of the events for hours at a time. And so, um, when things started ramping back up and even to sit in, in meetings for like five hours a day, which was not uncommon because we just had so much, you know, you'll find nonprofits do so much with so little. And we were just doing so much um, because we had to, we had to involve students, teachers, businesses, and parents for the whole thing to work. So we had a lot of programming that was going on. Um, and so when all of that started ramping back up and I started being exhausted and having pain and like by the end of a day, my back would just be wrecked because I was sitting all day and couldn't rest when I needed to. I made the decision to step away from an organization that I helped build. And it was a difficult decision. There were many tears. There were many discussions and going back and forth. And finally, I just decided I have to do this because it's taking such a toll on my health. So I walked away from it. Um, I know you did what's best for you, but you built this organization from, I'm going to say from growing up. And at the moment you decide to walk away due to her, uh, it was like, a, I would say it was a, a red flag. It's help, help is important, help is well. You had to do what's best for you. So at the moment you walk away, like what was going through your head? Like what was, like, what you thinking? Like what's next for me? Like what was going through your head? Like what, like, I just want to know that moment. Like when you walk away, like how was you feeling? I know you was dealing with high blood pressure, but like, what were the thoughts that were going through your head? I was sad. It was a grieving process because I was led, I was losing something. I was letting go of something that had been my identity for nine years. I had my identity as a mom, but you know, this job was my identity. And so it was like losing my identity. And the day that I walked away and on my TikTok, um, my TikTok is Smurf at 747. If you go on that page, you see the day that I told them that I was leaving. I have I have it pinned and I was in tears because I was leaving. But at the same time, I knew it had to be done. So there was also a feeling of relief be because I knew that I was going to feel better. And so there, the, it was like a, a pressure and a weight had lifted from me. And the organization had grown. We had hired so many people. It wasn't just the two of us. I knew the organization would go on. I knew that what the director and I had created, because it wasn't just me. There was the director and then we had all the volunteers. But, you know, I, I had a, a big hand in a lot of what was created. But I knew that that was going to go on and that my impact would ripple out for generations 
but I don't, I don't have to have someone telling me that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't need awards. I don't need accolades. I know that I made an impact and that was what was important to me. I just had to take some time to regroup and see how I could continue to make an impact in a healthy way for myself. I love it because some people, and I like how you say it, you didn't need the um, words of affirmation because your, your work spoke for itself. See, some people need that affirmation. Are you doing good? And some people will not do none if nobody else encouraged them. But at the end of the day, you got to encourage yourself. You got to do what's best for you. You got to, and that's why I say, I'm going to give you your flowers because you did what's best for you. You walked away because you knew if you would have stayed, even though it was a good thing. See, people need to realize just because it's a good thing doesn't matter if it's good for you or good for your health. And I tell everybody around me, your health is way important. What you got going on, you got to get courage of your health. And I speak for um personal reasons. Like, I speak for personal experience because, like, everybody that's connected with you, like, bro, you need to get some sleep, even though I'm healthy. But they said, bro, but you still need to sleep. You still need to sleep. And, then, and that's like a goal. That's been a goal of mine, to get more sleep. Yes. Yes. Because our body heals and restores when we sleep. So, yes, make sure you're getting your sleep. But I admire, like, I know your work ethic and I know how hard you're working and I get it. But one of the things you have to remember, because I keep hearing you say health is wealth and it's so true, because if you get down and you get sick, then you're no good to anyone. You can't help anybody because your body well, and my body used to do this in college. This was happened to me back in college. Like my body would shut down at the end of the year. I would be down for like a week. And it was my body saying, you're not taking care of yourself. So even back in, in my college, my body was trying to talk to me and I wasn't listening. <laughs> so we have to listen to our bodies. I do agree. And y'all, speaking of being down, if y'all think y'all are down and out, y'all can't overcome nothing, this is what I want y'all to do. I want y'all to go on Amazon right now and put my name in, Demarcus David Brewster, or put in the book From the Hood to the Church, and you think you can't overcome nothing, nothing in life, I want you to read that book and let me know what you think, because I overcame so much, and you, you're overcoming just like me, but let's get back to this message. But like I said, you got to do what's best for you, man. Like, you got you got to. It, and... Because mentally, and yeah, health is well. So that's why I started taking care of my health. That's why I've been a vegetarian for a year. I just had a um a checkup not too long ago, a few days ago. I'm HIV free, age free, blood pressure is good. Only thing I battle with is my allergies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. seasons, but Man, you gotta do. I'm glad you did what's best for you, even though I know you was in an emotional stage because you had to step away. But people need to realize just because something ends, it's the beginning of something beautiful. Yes, it's a journey, right? And do you know, do we ever really reach our destination? No, we really don't. Like, we reach goals, there are certain milestones in our journey that we reach. But for me, anyway, and I don't know how you feel, Demarcus, but for me, I'm always looking to see what I can do next, how I can make an impact, what can I do, who can I help. And that never stops, that never ends because people will always need help. So, the destination never ends, it's about the journey. 
And that's why I say, and that's that's why I titled this podcast Seeking Knowledge, because seeking knowledge is an everlasting journey. Like life is a journey. Life is not a sprint, life is a marathon. And I say that all the time. And mm-hmm. that's good. So we didn't touch on um why you walked away because of your help. So I just want to know what's next with um Smurfit. I'm gonna call you that because I, <laughs> I knew look, I'm looking, I'm like, I'm knowing this um Miss Smurfit, Tanya Day. I'm like, this is the same person, but I'm like, no. But when I when you see it, I was like, yeah, I know I ain't tripping. So what's next for um Miss Davis, Tanya <laughs> Davis, aka Smurfette? <laughs> I mean, Miss Smurfette. Well, and it's funny. Someone asked me the other day why I had the name Smurfette, and for those of us who are are of a certain age, and we well, it was my nickname in high school, first of all, um, but it brings such joy to people. Because they have that connection to Saturday morning cartoons and and a time that they loved. So on most of my social medias, I am Smurfette. On LinkedIn and um, uh, Al, I am Tanya Davis. So um, I'm glad you like the name. That makes me happy. (laughs) Um, But for me, so what I'm doing, I'm in the process of building a business I want to offer services to people to help them manage their stress so that they don't have to walk away from what they love. So whether it be solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, um, you know, it's very stressful when you try and have a business. And so a lot of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs need support. So basically, I'm finding different ways that I can offer support to people to help them live in a healthy manner. And so that can also be if you are a business and you have employees, if your employees are stressed out all the time, they're not going to be able to function to, you know, the maximum level. And so if, and if you want to retain your employees, you have to have a happy work environment. So I can provide a program for employees that they can go through and the employee can, or the program can work for solopreneurs and entrepreneurs as well, because you're doing kind of the same, the same things, but teaching techniques, progressive muscle relaxation, guided imagery, um, because these are short things that you can do. Because DeMarcus, when you are completely stressed out and you're at the height of your stress, Mm. if I tell you to go meditate for an hour, you're going to tell me to go jump in a lake. No, look, let me say that. Most people will. (laughs) I love love meditation. Meditation is how you you free your, see, I'm spiritual. I'm on a spiritual journey. And I follow committed like the, the seven chakras. The, um, yes. The, mm-hmm. I, so I love to meditate because I know when you meditate, you put yourself in the meditative state. It's like, and I didn't ask for a project before. So, and what meditation is just you looking at your inner thoughts. Like you really looking at the inside of you and seeing what's going on, but you like you looking at it, but you just. You're, you're in an altered state of consciousness. Now, and I say I say that kind of I said that kind of jokingly because <laughs> med- meditation can kind of be intimidating to people, right? So what I have what people have told me is if I teach them the progressive muscle relaxation and then do a short, like even five to ten minute guided imagery exercise, then they'll say, Oh, maybe I can meditate. Like I never thought that I could. Because they think that they have to sit there for an hour in silence. And that's not 
all that meditation is. And so giving them quick tips and tools to de-stress immediately to kind of send them uh, the, the uh, lifesaver, the life raft, giving them those tools so that then they can branch out later on and they can learn meditation if they want to. Um, so those are a few of the things that I do. Um, and also helping people live their passion because we were talking about, you know, you were saying I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. I was doing what everybody else wanted me to do and I wasn't happy. And I, when I, became happy was when I followed what I wanted to do. So I can help people do that because I did that in my other work as well. That's the whole thing. Help others get what they want. They get what you want. But it, and the thing is, don't just, when you run into people, don't just see them as like a dollar sign or see as like, oh, that's a number. Because that'll stress you out. Because when the money gone, they gone and you gone. So I tell people, look, take care of your health first. Take care of you first. Do what's best for you. Because And that's something I'm speaking from personal experience. Because self-care is very important. Like, like you said, Ms. Um, Davis, how can you be the best you for everybody else? And you are not the best you for yourself. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I like to say self it's self-care. It's not selfish. You know, a lot of people think that if they take time, you know, to take care of themselves, that they're being selfish. No, you're actually being selfless because you are doing what you need to do in order to be there for your family, to be there for the work that you want to do. And that's how I had to really start thinking about like, because I want to be around to see my kids. I'm Let me rephrase that. I'm going to be around to see my kids have kids. kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, why I'm very, that's why I'm very, when it comes to the mental, I focus on that more because the mental is, man, once you off mental, everything else is off because that's where your thoughts come from. That's how you create your reality. That's how you shape your day to a positive day. But when you off mentally, and you just got all negative thoughts, sir, up there. That's all the universe. That's all you're going to get is negative um, situations. Even though you know you can turn this to a negative, a positive situation, but your negative thoughts are like, oh, that's all you're going to see is negativity. Yes, because you attract what you put out. And so if you're putting out that negative vibration, then that's what you're going to get back. And so one of the things that I have found, too, is working with people on gratitude, because if people can have an attitude of gratitude, then they fare much better. They create that positive vibration. They attract the positive vibration. I was in um, a a lack of scarcity. We had a um, tough situation. You know, I wasn't working. I had surgery. My husband started having some health issues that we were exploring to find out what was going on. And we just got hit with medical bills. Like they just, it just kept coming. And so I was really freaking out because I wasn't bringing any money in. And the, the moment, DeMarcus, that I started looking at all of the wonderful opportunities that were coming my way, um, people were, um, you know, offering me things to participate in that, that would help me, but I would, I would be able to work around the money situation. Once I started looking at all of that and really like adding those things up, then things shifted and things started happening. And so, you know, if we have that, yeah, if we have that attitude of gratitude, then you're going to attract more opportunities. 
And I agree with you because I just want to say that it's for the better. So I have a picture in my room on the wall that says start each day with a grateful heart and gratitude, grateful, all from the same family. Simplicity <laughs> simple is all from the same family. And I can relate to what you said because I, I was at a nine to five. I worked at a gas station. I'm no longer at that job. Mm-hmm. And so I left the job that morning. That evening or afternoon, I became the treasurer because I'm, in, I'm um, you know, I do political work. The treasurer mm-hmm. in, in for the um, this, the tax assessor that's running for the um, that's in this campaign, and she's running for um, tax assessor. So I became her assistant and the treasurer. Then another opportunity just opened up where I became an Avon rep. Mm-hmm. Then I mm-hmm. then I got the, the freedom. I just signed up at about three thirty this morning. So I got an opportunity that I know that's going to give me this residual income, but my health is good because I'm doing what I want to do and I'm not burning myself out at these jobs because when you're at a job, don't get me wrong, you're burning yourself out because you basically got to keep up with their goals or keep up with what they got to do. You got to meet meet their needs. Mm-hmm. Then by the time you want to meet your needs, you all burnt out. So back to what you said, even though you help this organization, Nonprofit, get off the ground. You did what's best for you because of your help. You walked away. Now look at all the doors that's open up for you because you made the decision to say, "I'm not gonna continue to suffer, even though I got a good thing going on." But my help is I'm suffering because of my help. But you walked away, and I and that's something I'm still learning. Like every day, like get your rest. You no, know, you got to get a second self talk. So you got to thoughts like uh, mm-hmm. all the time. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I do it all the time. Get myself to talk. Go in there and lay down. You need to eat. Lay down. Mm-hmm. Come on now. So all that. But that's anything else you need to share. I'm not going to take up much of your time. Anything else you want to share? Um, how can the people connect with you if they want to know more about your course? They just want to know more about your life. Say they want to bring you another podcast and share your um, story. How can they reach out? How can they reach Miss Murfax. <laughs> well, if they want to find me on LinkedIn or the Owl app, then they can find me through the name Tanya Davis. Hoot hoot for the Owl app. And the Owl app has been amazing for me. It has opened so many doors and opportunities. And I've gotten to meet people um, that I would never have been able to meet. Demarcus, I would never have met you if it weren't for the Owl app. And I'm just so grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on um, my other social medias, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Clapper, uh, threads, I am Smurfette747. Smurfette, and y'all heard it from the best. And y'all know how y'all can reach me on this podcast, first and foremost. But you know, I'm on Facebook, the Marcus Brewster, uh, February 33. I'm on Instagram. Marcus Brewster, Pharaoh 33. That's my spiritual name. I'm glad y'all like it because I like it too. Thank y'all. I, I like love it. it. I love it. That's, that's about it. Because um, I'm not fit to give y'all my number. It's stalkers out there. I don't like stalkers. Well, and that's <laughs> why I love the Owl app, right? Because it doesn't give out your personal information. All the calls go through the app. And then, so I don't give out my phone number anymore. I tell people if you, you know, if you want to connect with me, talk to me on the Owl app. Yep. And that's how I'm going to end. If you want to connect with us, call us on the aisle. But I'm going to want to end with this. Like I always say this. You're not a failure if you fall. You're a failure when you fall and you don't get back up. So I just want you to do 
get up, dust yourself off, because you know you might have a lot of dust on you. Know how you know how baseball player when they slide on and hit the base and that dust flies over, <laughs> dust yourself keep going because y'all are overcomers. Yeah. Um, I'm, that's it with me. Anything else you want to leave them with? Uh, encourage messages, a message of hope, or inspirations? Um, like you said, just never give up. And with gratitude, it may be maybe the only thing you can be grateful for that day is that you woke up and you have breath in your lungs. Have gratitude for that and keep going because the opportunities will come if you keep having the attitude of gratitude. Oh, I love it. And thank y'all for coming, hanging out with me, the host, Demarcus Brewster, February 33. And you know what? And Miss Tanya Davis, a.k.a. Smurf, we thank y'all for tuning in to season 13, episode 32. I got one more episode for this season, y'all. And this guest that's coming on tomorrow, my brother from another mother. I'm not going to even say his name, but you know we be running them plays. Until next time, y'all. Thank you so much. That was so fun. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for pulling up on me, hanging out with the owls. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Miss Marcus. All right. I'll talk to you soon, Demarcus. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.